Well, you know what time of day it is. Uh, it's it's the day after the game, so we always got John Costco Pro Football Focus on. We'll talk to him about uh, who looked good, who looked bad, and uh, what's going forward for the Cleveland Browns uh, coming up here against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll also talk to him a little bit about Jacoby Brissett. We started off thinking he's a backup. He's looking a little better than a backup. Where does John uh, see, foresee him landing? Um, what type of uh, you know offense could he be in, or will, will he be back backing up uh, Deshaun Watson in Cleveland? We'll talk about that a little bit. And, of course, we'll sprinkle some of your questions in, in with uh, coming back this week. Brown's coming back home uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll, we got Tom Brady in the building. What do we see? Is this a win? Is this a loss? We'll figure out that out. But but we just need to get to grades. Let's get to grades, and we'll do that coming back up next on the Locked On Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns Podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network team every day. I am your host, Jeff Lloyd, Jeff, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, of course, from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, from the Barbershop 92.3, the fan, pregame, postgame, Browns, Guardians, and Cleveland Cavaliers, of course, the Ohio State Buckeyes, Mr. Garrett Bush at G Bush 91. We got John Costco from PFF. You know the drill. We go through the bad and the ugly. And I'll be honest, for most of it, it seems like these shows have been very repetitious to this point. Um, sorry for not making <laughs> exactly Garrett. Sorry for uh, not being a part yesterday, the post game. Uh, we had 30 mile an hour, 30 mile an hour wins here ourselves here in Jersey. So I was without power for six hours in a house with my wife and two teenage girls. It was a fun, fun day. I uh, was able to get the game, obviously unable to, you know, perform the post-game duties, but the boys more than held it down. Um, appreciate everybody makes Lockdown Browns the first listen every day, whether it's on your podcast app, of course, on you. Subscribe, have your notifications on. You'll be here with us live, of course, like you are just now. And Jim, make sure you throw a like on every episode. And ch- uh, go to Roku. Check out the Lockdown Cleveland Sports Channel. You will get us. You will get the Guardians coverage. You will get... Uh, of course, also uh, the Cavaliers coverage, of course, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1, the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Uh, John, again, we'll start on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, I did some things last week. I did sports for CLE on Friday. And when your defense does not stop the run, your defense cannot recover fumbles. Your defense does not create interceptions. Your defense does not get many sacks on the quarterback. It's like all the ingredients to make the worst Thanksgiving meal in the history. And it just continues Week in, week out. <clears throat> and, John, we'll have you get into it here a little bit about certain players. But the problem for me is, and in that same show, I referred to the Browns as like a 22-minute team. Like, if they can get to that mark and they're still holding the lead, you're going to get 60 minutes out of the football team. But once this defense sees that scoreboard change where they're are behind, you'd think it'd be the offense that would get a little flustered. It would get a little frustrated. No, no, no. They turtle up like nothing I have ever seen. You see aggressiveness. You see guys moving. Even if guys catch the ball, Browns players are right there. 
But once that scoreboard changes, man, John, this team turtles up like none I've ever seen. Yeah, it is frustrating. You know, and part of it is I don't know if they have the talent really to be able to hold, you know, to to play it consistently 17 games in the season, you know. So obviously you've got some good talent. Obviously, Miles Garrett is, is a tremendous talent, but I think from a you know, when it comes to like turtling up and stuff like that, that's a leadership thing. And I don't I don't know if they have also the leaders on this defense that they need. So Miles Garrett's not a vocal type of leader. He's a quiet guy that keeps to himself, that leads by example, uh, which is great to have. Um, but you can't have that at, at, you know, at maybe a guy that's, you know, the highest paid guy in your defense and your, you know, team players are looking up to him perhaps. So, you know, they lost Anthony Walker and it seems like that was a massive loss to, for the defense because essentially since then, um, you know, it's been a struggle to stop the run for this defense um, and having any sort of like basically the leadership qualities that of, of getting these guys on the same page and uh, all moving in the right direction. So it's it is frustrating to watch. You know, you look at just from a, not even just this game alone, but, you know, Miles Garrett for the season has a ninety three point seven pass rush grade you know, and, and the rest of the defense. This guy, you know, with is Jadavian Clowney is at 68.7. So it's like w- there's nothing else except for him on that, you know, defensive line. So it's like he can only lead by example so much. And if you have guys that are constantly out of position and you're also just bad one-on-one, it's tough to be a good defense anyways. Uh, yeah, there's there's one super chat. I don't even know if we got super chats turned on, but we'll see what happens with it. Uh, did you guys hear Kevin uh, Stefanski's press conference avoided the firing Woods question and said he would talk to players about um, their comments? Uh, for me, John, um, I, I just to me, it's just it's time. Uh, the whole Woods experiment has been over. I've, I've been talking about Joe Woods forever. Um you know, Miles Garrett, uh, more than people, you know, a lot of fans are are very quick to call out players. Uh, but, I, I mean, when you got guys that are in the middle, the worst defensive tackles in the history of the game, I don't know if it's in the history of the game, but they're just not very good. But it they feels like close. It. It, it just feels like it. everybody runs for a personal best. Everybody gets 200 yards. And, you know, I don't blame Miles Garrett for sitting on the bench looking in the middle of the field. They have nothing to be dapping people up about. There's no reason you should be fraternizing, hanging out with Buffalo Bills after they get 170, 180 yards on you. And every team does it. To me, I don't know whether it's, it's I overestimated uh, the impact of some of these guys on the team um, and – I, I mean, we thought top five defense. Were we foolhardy in thinking that? Because if I'm looking at it next year, do they have to really restock and rebuild this whole defense from about ground up? So no, they, they, I mean, I said it. I've said it for for years, and I've also said it to be you know this whole offseason that this this defense would only take them as far as like their defensive tackles and their weakest position would take them, which we knew coming into it was defensive tackle. And there have always been questions at the um, for linebacker position, even the safety position outside of John Johnson, who's not been playing well this year. So it's like when you have defense as a as a as a group that you're only as good as your weakest link because once a team finds that weak link, they attack that weak link and they attack it over and over and over until you can prove you can stop that. Obviously, with the Cleveland Browns, it's their defensive tackles, it's their linebackers, and it's their safeties all up the middle and what do you do up the middle is that you can you can run it up the middle for sure and then you can throw it over the middle and that's where the browns get picked apart and 
They're, you know, their cornerbacks are good. Their edge defenders are good, but you know, I, I don't know if you need to like fully retool, but it's a part of it is, you know, we all, a lot of people have been calling for Joe Woods to get fired and, and maybe this is a defense, you know, you're talking about three, year three and uh, as a defensive coordinator, you've got the personnel that you want of, of a defense, right? Like that's essentially what you've, you've done is like, Hey, this is how I want my defense built. These are the guys that I need to make this work. You get the guys that you, you can make it work and it still fails. Part of that is maybe on Andrew Barry of not getting the right guys in there. Part of it's on, on the, you know, the coaching staff of telling the, you know, the, the front office, Hey, these are the types of players we want. So uh, it's not just a one singular person issue unless he's the one that's really dictating who they're getting on that defense. And um, it's, it's bad. It's, it's obviously really bad and they need to fix it a lot. And I think firing Joe Woods isn't going to fix much right now um, because it's their def- their defensive tackles are just atrocious. You talk about this game, this, you know, you had, uh, Jordan Elliott with the 32.9 you had <laughs> you know Tony Woods Tony Woods needs to or Tony, not Tony Woods but Tony Fields needs to stop being out on the field like I, I, I have no idea what they're doing with that I, he doesn't he doesn't understand gap assignments and a lot of them don't their linebackers don't know understand gap assignments JOK was out of gap constantly in this one he needs to be a guy that can just run free and rather than filling a specific gap and um, they have that's what they have him doing. Deion Jones, so he's only out there eight snaps, 33.6. Alex Wright was not good in this one, 22, 29.1. I mean, I do I need to keep going on? These are the types of grades that these these defensive players <laughs> these are that the 20s, run. Man. 20s? Yeah, yeah, this is what they do. And you know, they're for the season, for the season, the Browns defense is grading under 30 as a run def- defense. This gap this past game was under 30 for the fourth time this year, so you know, I. It's on Woods. It's on Woods. It's on everybody. Firing him is not going to fix bad play. It's just not. They're just they're bad. It would be one thing if like they were grading in the fifties and sixties and getting gashed by the run because of bad scheme. But it's like it's a combination of both. They 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 suck and the scheme's bad. So what do you say? <laughs> um, I see a lot of people jumping in here and put the defensive tackle position on Andrew Barry. You're all well inclined to do that. Can we put something on Chris Kiffin here? Your job is to coach the defensive line. Yeah. So can you put somebody in a position to be a little bit improved? And I got news for you. When that door opens, there's going to be more than just Joe Woods walking out that door leaving Berea uh, as far as, oh, hey, that number is probably higher than that. Gee, it's going to be like, you know, maybe two head. Look, if you coach hey, defense, hey, I, I was just right giving them the- I was giving them the peace the sign. They need about three or four of them. And you talk about who's leaving. <laughs> My question would more be about like who's the fortunate, lucky enough one to maybe hold the rose to even have an opportunity to stay. Uh, we're going to flip it up here. We're going to go to the offensive side of the ball here. Um, we are basically cruising into what will be the swan song here for Jacoby Brissett um, as the Cleveland Browns starter. And one thing I do want to say is I can't believe how surprised I have been to this point. And we're going to ask John here some thoughts here because – Jacoby Brissett and watching you know other games yesterday is certainly certainly homes for Jacoby Brissett in this league. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest locked on Browns, folks. Starts this week. It goes all the way through the new year. You better make sure you know you got something in the house. You know, company's going to be coming over. You're going to be socializing. It's the holiday season. Find what you love at Total Wine and More. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite Cabernet or Chardonnay or the perfect gifts for everyone. 
one on your list with some help from a friendly guide. And all the confidence of knowing you found something special for the lowest price. Love what you find only at Total One. And delivery TotalWine.com to learn more. Drink responsibly. B21. Toro. Toro is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Toro, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget. Book an SUV or a mini family road trip, a pickup truck for some friends, or even just test your EV. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions do apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush in the building. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GBush91. Uh, you can also follow uh, Jeff on Twitter at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd uh, on uh, Twitter as well. Make sure you continue to make uh, the Locked On Browns podcast your first listen of every each and every day. Uh, you can find us on wherever you download your podcast and make sure just so you can stay up on all the information when we're going live, what we're doing, make sure you hit that notification bell. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, nearly 4,000. Let's see if we can get through that uh, before the end of the year. I know it's painful. Uh, yeah, we, we don't have a lot of fun talking about losses uh, after the game, but at least you'll be informed and you'll know where we're going when, when Joe Woods is fired. So we can t- be the first people to tell you he's up out of here. Uh, John, I'll tell you one person. There has not been too many uh, bright spots uh, for this team this year, but I, I will say this. The one bright spot that I think can think of one is Donovan Peoples Jones, who continues to uh, show that he has some potential in this league. I think the Browns may have found their second receiver. Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to do when Deshaun Watson comes back to see if he still has that type of chemistry and production. Uh, but the guy who's, who he started that production in that chemistry with was Jacoby Brissett. And I think he he's, he's saddled up for one more game um, you know, given that uh, Deshaun Watson is coming back, he's played really well. 300 yards last game, three touchdowns. He out through out through Josh Allen, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And I and I think he's played better than a lot of us gave him credit for. And I think he might have an opportunity to go. And, and after this year, there might be a starting home for him. Some places there's a lot of quarterback play has been down this year. Um, I'll toss it to you. How good has he been this year? And do you believe that he might be up for a position where they may say, look, we know he's a traditional backup, but we like Jacoby Brissett as our starter and get a, a starting opportunity around the NFL. He's kind of turning into the new Ryan Fitzpatrick, perhaps. Um, a guy that, you know, can come in there and play well. Um, maybe they don't bring him in as a starter, but he becomes a starter and plays well. Um, he's he's grading as the number eight quarterback in the in the league right now. Um, at an 83.9, this, or sorry, 81.7. Um, he's, he's, I mean, he's playing well, he's playing efficient football. He's putting the ball where it needs to be. You saw it in this past game where he had tight end two, you know, two drops in the end zone, had another one where, um, Harrison Bryant, sh- sh- for some reason, didn't get both feet in bounds. He kicked up one leg and allowed it to, uh, brace himself with his arm out of bounds before landing that other foot in bounds. Um, you know, that, so he was kind of let down by his, uh, his teammates in this one. He had six big time throws, um, in this game, uh, is an 89.8 game when, you know, one of his better games of the year, obviously, you know, I, for, from his, for his prospects moving forward, 
Obviously, I think the Browns would like to keep him as a backup, as a cheap type backup for, you know, you know, behind Deshaun Watson moving forward. But I think his play this year and even last year when he was a 76.3 grade uh, shows that like you put him in the right system with a good, you know, good scheme around. He can he can be efficient quarterback play. And, uh, you know, like the Jets obviously are going to have have issues right now with their quarterback position. What Who knows what they're going to do moving forward? Maybe they bring him in to back up. Zach Wilson for next year and see, Hey, uh, if you, if you don't have some sort of, you know, meteoric rise in year three, which we've seen from quarterbacks recently. I think we saw that with obviously with Josh Allen, who was pretty bad in his first two years of the league. Um, and then just take off in, in year three, two was doing it this year. He was not good in his first two years in the league uh, and it's taken off this year. So um, it's not out of the question that Zach Wilson can't be good, but I think um, that, you know, you, you can't just rest your laurels on that. And, uh, so they would be an option. The Panthers are an option. Heck, even the Detroit Lions are an option there to to bring him in, and obviously the Colts as well to go back there um, because I think he's he is playing good enough to say, hey, I I can be a starter in this league, even though um, you know my team is not not winning games. It's not been my my fault. It's the defense that has let the the Browns down this year. Before we get to you, Jeff, let me read this super chat really quick. Bo Casey underscore 314 St. Louis game says, it's hard to uh, follow a leader who doesn't practice what they preach. What happens to tough, smart, and accountable? Uh, they have been anything but that. Hard to disagree when you talk about the Browns moving forward. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts on um, moving forward with Jacoby Brissett? Look, when you're Jacoby Brissett, this is all you ask for is opportunity um you know and you know he's had several trips in other places um but he has really done well and he was even you know a 10 percent better athlete this is probably a guy that would have never even been available for the browns to use for what became an 11 game stretch i'm a fan um we talked simply about what jacoby Brissett needed to do this season for the browns don't turn over the ball and hit the throws out of there, and don't take sacks. To this point, he's done everything they could ask. It's very, very troubling that this team is sitting here three and seven. The way he has played, the way he has uh, found basically foundationed himself within this offense, he has done so much for Donovan Peoples Jones, who's just continues to have an outstanding breakout year here in year three. Donovan Peoples Jones, he could possibly sniff a thousand yards this year i don't think anybody in the right mind thought that was coming i do want to get to this john it was a slow start and obviously now we have a change here at center and it looks like it's most likely going to be the foreseeable future obviously really really tough loss for ethan posick the guy was getting it done um uh but now a change and you know hopefully nothing goes wrong at the guard positions because now who is your swing guard is now you're starting center for the foreseeable future um, yeah, I didn't see the, what the injury was, but, uh, obviously I think you saw kind of like Me. early on, but he, is it, did he tear his ACL? They didn't say, they just said several okay. weeks with a knee. Oh, several weeks. Okay. So yeah, um, at least that, that means he probably didn't tear anything, which is good. But I think you saw early on the, the significance of losing him. Um, I, you know, I tweeted out early on that the Browns offensive line were kind of getting pushed around and dominated and they weren't going to score many points. Um, if that was going to continue. Um, and that was, you know, like three plays into the game, essentially what you saw. And I think, um, you know, give, give Froho to, uh, you know, some credit for stepping in there and um, doing a, an, an all right job. But like he, he came in, I definitely don't expect Ethan Pochick to play as well as he has. 
Um, and so give him a lot of credit, give this coaching staff, you know, obviously Bill Callahan is a guy that, you know, the Browns need to keep around for as long as humanly possible um, because he, he has the ability to develop, especially interior offensive line uh, like no other. And I think, um, you know, losing him is going to be a, a big blow. I think, you know, for a whole Callahan has a, has a tall task at hand to, to get him ready to go and be, be the starter for the foreseeable future. Cause uh, Posick had been playing like a top five center this year, which is, you know, shocking to, to even think about considering he was like a bottom five center for a long time in Seattle. Only thing I'm going to add on that is this could maybe be a little bit of a break for the Browns where Ethan Posick may end up losing some money here. If he was able to finish the season, as strongly as he had been playing, maybe now you know that rate is going to go down a little bit. Could be an advantage, you know, for the Cleveland Browns, who certainly got the best of him to this point in his NFL career. Jeff, Bo- Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest lockdown Browns, Costco in the house, going over what feels like the same storyline we talk about every week. Browns get out of the gate strong on offense, defense tries to look the part, and then next thing you know, folks, Browns are down big and rallying to try to even keep it close we talk all the time folks about prize picks monday night football tonight you have the 49ers loaded on offense you have the cardinals with colt mccoy playmakers all around why don't you put together a prize picks lineup how exactly does it work you pick two to five players and if they go score more or less than their prize picks projection you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry you're not competing against other people it's simply you versus is the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch, the NFL, the NBA, MLB, NHL, men's collegiate sports, women's collegiate sports, you name it, they got it. Entries can be made in six seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. You deposit 100, they will give you 100. You deposit 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Well, this is, uh, we welcome back to uh, the, the uh, Locked On Browns podcast. What we're going to do now is if you guys have any questions uh, for John Costco, load those up in the chat. We will get you as many of your questions as we can for him. Uh, it could be about PFF grades. It could be about the Browns in general, and it could be about rosters and different things. Your opportunity to go inside the numbers a little bit and figure out what um, you know what's going on with the Cleveland Browns, uh, guys. We, we while those are getting in the chat, let's uh, take a look at um, the the projections for this week. Uh, you know, the Buccaneers are coming in here. Um, they kind of uh, are godlike, especially Tom Brady after a bye. Um, you know, the Browns actually still have a 2.7% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> just still, we still got a little, we got a little heartbeat, right? Um, what are we going on with, with, with this game? Um, and, and does Jacoby Brissett um, muster enough magic left in his arm to see if we could possibly go into the Texans game with Deshaun Watson on a winning streak of one game, you guys' thoughts coming up uh, uh, with the Buccaneers. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if anything, the Browns are a great medicine for a, a pad running attack and that's what the Buccaneers have right now. So I would expect them to lean heavily on their run, um, which is kind of what they've been doing, trying to do most of the year um, and it to very little success. And they have one of the worst offensive lines in terms of run blocking, 
Um, we know what the type of injuries that they had before the season. And, you know, Tristan, Tristan Wirfs at the right tackle position has been phenomenal for them this year. Um, but really else, uh, everywhere else has been, been a struggle for them. So um, the injuries that they've had at the wide receiver position, um, you know, kind of the turnover that they've had there. And so it's been, it's been a, a struggle for Tom Brady to kind of get on the same page with them. Um, but I think it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, again, they're going to start running the ball. You've got a bigger back in Fournette that can uh, have some moves. And he, when he has a lane, he's going to, he's going to make, make some payday. So um, the, the Browns can do anything to slow down the run. I, I think I, I like their chances, uh, but it's just, you know, this is another defense too. That is one of the better defenses in the NFL. Um, you know, they've, they've given up over 30 points just once this year, and that was 41 to Kansas city. So it's not like it's a defense that can be scored on very easily. All right. Well, we got a couple questions uh, coming in from the chat. We'll start with the super chat. Um, shout out to my man, uh, BOKC underscore 314 St. Louis game. He's been really showing love today. Uh, he says uh, to you and to John, uh, what do you guys think about the depth behind Njoku? Because uh, um, to me, Brian ain't it. Um, I guess this, this is a, a, a a indictment on uh, Harrison Bryant. What do you guys think behind him? Uh, I think a couple of those guys dropped touchdown passes. What about the depth at tight end uh, for Jeff and for John? Well, I think it's just not good, obviously, right now. Um, I think Harrison Bryant is fine as a backup tight end. Um, he's just got to be able to make the plays when they're there for him. Um, like, I, I wouldn't say that, like, Noah Gray or Joe Fortson or anything like that are better than Harrison Bryant. They just – you know, you just got behind Travis Kelsey, like in Kansas City is what I'm saying. So, like, yeah, you know, it's it's the same kind of ordeal. You just – I think you just got to make the plays when they're there. Those guys are making their plays when they, they have their opportunities, and, and these guys didn't yesterday. For me, if the heavy relying on playing 12 personnel is there, then, yeah, you got a problem. Um, And that's kind of what infuriated me last year. It was a really, really good draft class for tight ends. And if you're noticing around the league, there's a lot of rookie tight ends performing and performing well. Some of them certainly, certainly performing better than Harrison Bryant. I think we've seen all that Harrison Bryant is. And is it enough if you're going to play as much 12 personnel as the Browns are to say that he's your second tight end? For me, no, no, it's not. It's it's, it's a simple question. Uh, can he play out his last season here with the Browns? Absolutely. There's no reason to move on from the guy. Uh, there's still plays you can make, but, uh, you know, yesterday dropping two touchdown passes, it's difficult. There's no way around it. Um, but if you're going to continue to play the amount of 12 personnel this team plays, you know, you need an upgrade over Harrison Bryant. There's no question. It did All seem right. like their moves this offseason, they wanted to move more towards 11 personnel. And I think. And they lied. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I think I think they I think they want to. And I, I just think they don't won't do it until Watson's there. If, they, if, they, if they're running the exact same offense with Watson, then then we have problems beyond this. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, listen, so. that's a, for a whole other story. Next week we're gonna talk. We're gonna get into that. Like, I better not be seeing these boots. <laughs> these these high school bootleg plays with Deshaun Watson. So I, I'm fine with doing those types of plays. That's your base package of plays, right? But you've got to expand the offense beyond 12 personnel yes. when he's in there. I, I get like you say, hey, I've got a limitation at quarterback, and you do. Like I, I think as good as Jacoby Brissett has played this year, and this is a discussion that like can be much longer or whatever, but like there's a limitation that you have at that quarterback position, and I think Stefanski is maximizing it pretty well. Um, you know, of all the the faults that we have towards the, 
the coaching staff and stuff like that. Like, I don't think you can argue that Stefanski has gotten the absolute most out of Jacoby Brissett this year. He has, he's a slow processor. He has a slow trigger. He's not a guy that's going to be like rapid fire. Hey, let's go into a hurry up mode type guy. He's not that at all. And that's kind of why you saw at the end of the game where they're just kind of like slow and methodical down the field on that last drive. Like, Hey, let's speed it up. Well, Brissett can't do that. So maybe for him, it's like, hey, let's get you into 12 personnel. Let's get bigger guys out here, give you more time in the pocket to be able to find uh, find these throws. Because maybe, you know, when you get 11 personnel out there, it just becomes that much faster that you need to be able to process, and he's he can't do it. So we'll see. If when he brings Deshaun Watson in and he still runs some, of, you know, he's basically running the same offense, then you need to kind of, you know, really consider what the heck's going on there last question and i'll let you answer this jeff before before we get out of here and kind of throw a bow on it um kind of what what john was just alluding to um peewee's dog pound said uh since jacoby is playing well uh how much difference would watson truly make now john just talked about some of the differences between uh, a, a Jacoby Brissett into Deshaun watson um but to his point a lot of people are saying it hasn't been the defense or excuse me, hasn't been the offense that's been slowing him down. Jacoby's played well. Um, a lot of people are thinking, how much more production would you get out of a Deshaun Watson um, past a Jacoby Brissett? Well, I think the first thing, as John was saying, is pace of play. You should be able to run more offensive plays with Deshaun Watson. Um, anything Jacoby Brissett gives you with his legs is a gift. Deshaun Watson, it, it's just more of a threat. So, you know, some of these runs that we see Jacoby get, and you say, oh, wow, look, he got eight yards. He got the first down. Deshaun's going to get 15. He's just a simply faster athlete, a better athlete. Uh, just getting the wide receivers probably more involved. And, you know, like they said, we're kind of playing in a box with Jacoby. And look, into his credit, he's playing very, very well. But now it's it's the whole palette. You're opening up the entire playbook to Deshaun Watson. And that's probably an advantage the Browns are going to have due to the fact that they're not maybe really not playing for anything. So you can go into the whole depths of the playbook this year and get Deshaun Watson completely acclimated. So hopefully, you know, this six-game run, whatever it means, it'll have no hampering on 2023. He's going to be completely ready to go. The other thing is what it should do for the box. You know, Jacoby Brissett, week in, week out, you get these defenses that are like, all right, well, you're going to have to show us that you're not the Jacoby Brissett that we've seen somewhere along the line. And Deshaun Watson, there's a reputation there already. And to see what Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones have done with him, you've got to be you've got to be nervous if you're a defense. Because, I mean, DPJ had the two catches on the sideline yesterday. If you guys remember, that was a similar to the, the game-winning touchdown he had in Cincinnati as a rookie. Amari Cooper has been putting guys in a blender pretty much the entire season. Uh, probably the most underrated route runner in the league to this point. And the more plays you run, the less you're on the field field goals. Hopefully those drives turn into touchdowns. That which that's what you think the realization of Deshaun Watson coming back to this offense is. Uh, I just want to thank everybody. You guys are, you guys are incredible. Um, you know, we're just continuing to go here, you know, through the evolution of the show. Um, you certainly enjoy the way we're doing the format, getting to go to the video side of it. You know, having you guys all along for the ride is great. Uh, John Costco to you. Um, the family have a great week. Enjoy you guys' holiday. I know, you know, John is one who's, yes, Thursday is a day of football, big for PFF, but John Costco is certainly the guy who loves to be involved in the process of making the turkey. Yes, sir. Uh, he is Garrett Bush, uh, G. Bush 91, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Barbershop Saturday mornings on 923 The Fan, and of course, pregame, postgame coverage for the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Browns, Guardians, 
of course, the Cavaliers, Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Um, we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen, whether it is on your favorite podcast platform here on YouTube now. Subscribe, have the notifications on. I appreciate some of you guys in the chat pushing the like button for Garrett and myself. means a lot, guys. We do appreciate all your support in that avenue. All that being said, look, I, we knew there was a possibility that there was basically two seasons that were going to be 2022. We hoped somehow, some way, those two seasons would become one. That's probably not going to happen. But we are one week away, one game away from turning this chapter, which was a really positive one for the Jacoby Brissett era, not for the Cleveland Browns. Hopefully, when we're talking December 4th in Houston Texans, we're talking about a more positive era for Deshaun Watson and also the Cleveland Browns. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.